podcast universe this is gayish the podcast that got fucked by jesus last night and trust me there was a big bang <laughs> oh god i bet he had a big dick why not yeah i mean that loincloth had to cover something i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and today we're going to talk about dogs we're going to talk about dogs reynolds my dog is sitting on my lap reynolds do you want to say something <laughs> you hear that yeah oh yeah that's his, his way of communicating is in licks yeah he uh which lick is that that is please let me down yeah i don't want to be here which I, is i hate I, this and the radio is stupid <laughs> that's what it means when i lick you <laughs> <laughs> you won't know how many you all at home don't know how many times i've been licked by mike and it's like wrap it up <laughs> um yeah get he, your shit together <laughs> reynolds it's so funny when people are like, oh, he's licking me. And in my mind, I want to be like, because he wants to leave and he's trying to be like, but yeah, anyway. he's actually being a bitch, not yeah, nice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But first. But first. I have some things. Do you okay. have some things? I have a couple things. Why don't you say news things first? News things first. Okay. First of all. First of all, do you hear the silence? Yeah. We're going to take a minute at the beginning of this podcast to just soak it in. Or soak in it. Are we soaking? Is it like like water, but we're all soaking and we're drenched in oxygen? Shake it like a salt shaker. <laughs> Not sure how that's relevant, <laughs> but I appreciate you. Okay, what's up? Uh, Aaron Salazar. An update on Aaron Salazar. Oh, I'm, okay. He has left the hospital <gasps> and is headed back to his home hospital in Colorado. Uh, he oh. is in a wheelchair, but he is speaking. He wow. recognizes people. Um, he did FaceTime with this lady who's sharing, um, not a lady. She, this guy <laughs> is sharing uh, news about Aaron's progress on their GoFundMe site mm-hmm. and uh, said that they FaceTimed with each other. and He recognized him, said hello. Things aren't super awesome, but he's communicating. Yeah. And... Um, the, the, uh, when asked about the train, Aaron says, sadly, he cannot remember, mm. which the doctors say is normal due to a mix of both the injury and his brain protecting him from the traumatic event. Oh, Although shit. with time and therapy, he might be able to remember things on his own. But that's the update. Hmm. He woke up and was like, I don't know. <laughs> I remember yeah. nothing. I mean, it's, it's awesome that he's making progress. And man, to like... Yeah, once you get through all the physical shit that he's going to have to get through, then there's like, I wasn't even thinking about it until he said it. There's also, even if he was not at all injured, the trauma that he just went yeah. through, like, yeah. ah, fuck. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. And of course me, like, and then I felt like stupid just now. Cause I was like, I want to know the answer, but it's like right now that is not the important thing. It's probably one of those on. things too, where like, if you pressure him, it's not going to happen did. faster. Right. <laughs> that's like, yeah. 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 And like, yeah. And I like me wanting to know what happened and get like justice for him doesn't actually matter unless he's, you know, doing well and healthy. Like that's the most important thing yep. first. So, yep. Well, that's really good to hear. Yeah. And I um, hope he's not taking a train back to Colorado. Right. Me too. He'd probably never take a train ever again. I, uh, that would not be surprising. He's, he has PTTD, post-traumatic train disorder. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, I, some people that listened to the Amtrak episode are no longer taking Amtrak trains. So Yeah. We wield mighty power over <laughs> the train industry, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the train industry has taken big swings in the, the wrong direction. The boycott will continue until you get your shit together, Amtrak. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Amtrak, your bullshit is bullshit. You're... Dumb fucks. Yep. Is that, can that be my... You can say your th- that thing and I'll well, just be like, yeah, dumb we, fucks. We, we've got your bullshit is bullshit and we have fuckers are everywhere. <laughs> we have a... Yeah. We have a, a decidedly negative tone <laughs> to this. Do we That's where to, people love us. Oh, yeah? I think so. Oh, okay. I have no idea why people... I don't, really, <laughs> let's, not, a, let's not reflect on this too long or the depressing, <laughs> this, the depressing part is going to come a little bit early. Yeah. So let's just... Great. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, so Sigma Phi Epsilon fraternity brother of mine, gay singer Blake Haney, uh, released a album on iTunes called Bottle Rockets, Booze, and Boys. And it's a, uh, did I already say country? 
It's no. on the it, it's a country album and it is currently number 29 on iTunes. Wow. So it's doing really well. On the like country list or the gay list? On the iTunes country chart. Okay. Which is impressive because it's a self-released uh, debut. There's only 5 songs on it, but it's very like they say Leanne Womack and Guy Clark and um it's country. It's it's like it's not Steve Grand country, it's actually country. <laughs> You don't know what this that means. Is, this okay. none of the, I know Leanne Womack from that one song. I hope you still feel small when you stand. That's her. Yeah. Beside the ocean. I didn't know how long I had to. I like was in the middle of that. And I was like, I want to get out of this real quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about sex. <laughs> <laughs> how long is this going to go? Come, come, I want to get out come, of it real come, quick. Come, come, Um. So, uh, so it, as far as deciding, this is from an article about his release. Um, as far as deciding how honest he should be about who he is in a traditionally conservative genre, Haney says, quote, no hesitancy whatsoever. I'd spent long enough in the closet to not be who I am. Representation is important. And I try to live by the phrase, be who you needed when you were younger. Oh, I love that phrase. Yeah. It's like almost as good as your bullshit is bullshit. <laughs> it's really close. <laughs> we're, we're basically the same. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then last but not least, I'm really excited about this because it just happened today, um, Tuesday, August the 14th, 2018. 2018. Who knows who's listening to our back catalog? It's true. <laughs> it's true. There are all those people that write us and they're like, I've been listening for a month. I've been power listening to you. And now I'm mm -hmm. out of episodes and I'm sad about it. I'm yeah. like, I'm sad for you. Yeah. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> I... So, I no, I remember like when I listened to my podcast, like, and I would just listen to like one podcast for an entire month, mostly because I was depressed and like hearing people talk made me feel a little better and I could get escape from reality. Um, so yeah, <laughs> anyway, where, where am I? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Christine Hallquist has been named Vermont's Democratic gubernatorial frontrunner. She will appear on the ballot in November to run for governor as the Democrat on the ticket, and she is trans. It's hmm. the first time that a trans person has uh, been nominated by a major party for a gubernatorial seat. Wow. Yeah. So with any luck, and it's fucking Vermont, is the Republican going to win? Actually, the Republican might win. <laughs> um, Vermont's a fucked up place, and they have a Republican governor, and he's actually kind of popular. Oh, so you know one person that's going to get in the way of it. Jerry gerrymandering oh that's right that's true mr mandering <laughs> mr mandering tear down that wall <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh she is uh badass and i hope that she wins and it would be really cool to have just a giant middle finger to all of those mm. you know straight cis white old dudes yeah oh my god that, i i feel like i've read things that have said there are more lgbt like candidates just across the board like house senate like just like more people running for office which is like it's like there's a backlash to some fuckers that are everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it's like at least one person's bullshit is a little bit bullshit <laughs> yep yep that's it i have well okay i one well okay i wrote down i don't know what i was okay i wrote down talk about h john benjamin's joke about kissing a guy yeah I saw an article about this on HuffPo about how uh, so many mainstream straight cis comedians are making homophobic jokes. Oh. Even if they're allies, that's probably not okay. Why are we allowing it? Oh. Is this one of those examples? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I didn't write down what the joke was, and I don't remember it. Great. Good segment. So, good job. <laughs> you were like almost turning it into something that was real. I, had, I don't know what, what his joke was, so either... Fuck you, yeah, H. John Benjamin, or way to be supportive. I don't know. Um, okay, we can make it a real thing. Yeah, like if the root of your joke is Donald Trump is fucking uh, Putin, yeah, or getting it, fucked by Putin, or blowing Putin, or yeah, yeah, like it's funny because they're both dudes and they're doing sex stuff. Yeah, well, and that like Putin is in control of him, like yeah. by virtue of fucking him, which like that's not yeah i mean that's one way that it works out but <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah okay that was like vaguely a segment okay no but the next thing is real um there was a wedding 
that was posted to our Facebook group. Oh yeah, that so, was so cool. Um, James uh, from our Facebook group again. I didn't didn't ask if it's a first name, so it could be anyone. Um, said that his uh, gayest thing of the week was he married his best friend. Who is also a dude. Who's a dude. Yes, who is a dude. <laughs> the, gay, the gayest thing is I married a lady and she's gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another dude. And it was really sweet. It is sweet. So there's not just like, there's there's like complex, deep, you know, emotional things going on in that Facebook group. It's not just all rose and dick jokes. And Anthony redos, which yeah, <laughs> there's was... a rumor that more people are gonna turn in pictures. Shut up. Yeah. Okay, that was my favorite thing. So yeah, we got a, like a good. Uh, I think people liked the uh, we redid Anthony's Instagram pictures, like some of his more like odder it, ones. It, his WTF series. Yes, <laughs> um, and then uh, Scott uh, quickly. Yeah, quit. Yeah. Also a fraternity brother, by the way. Oh, really? A gay fraternity brother. Yeah. Yeah. He like posted these redos that were really good. So like people also really liked those. And yeah, my dream is that there's just a Facebook thread full of people redoing Anthony's pictures like on any great, terrible, whatever it is. Uh, and then it's so funny. Like so many people are like, I prefer the non Anthony person, which is like. Yeah, either they, they said that about us and i was like what's wrong with yeah you? yeah yeah like they're either just being really nice which thanks i'll take you lying to me to like to boost myself confidence that's fine but like i yeah i think uh, it also could be that people are also tired of just like you're this cookie cutter you know dude that is just there, there's an idea for a parody having somebody hitting on a cookie cutter <laughs> like a gingerbread Ginger, man yeah. cut out. <laughs> I like this. Didn't note that to mark this time. Great. Good idea. Great. <laughs> Excellent. Next. Next idea. I think that's all I have. Okay. You're drinking champagne. I'm drinking champagne. Why? Because it was in the fridge. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Yep. Good reason to do anything. Yep. The neighbor gave there. it to me. Oh. Um, do you want to talk about dogs? Let's talk about dogs. Yeah. Um, why are we talking about dogs, first of all? Well, we did have a listener who wrote in and said that they were interested in knowing things about dogs. Like, why are dogs and gay men so intertwined? Oh, do you know that listener's name? Or I th I thought for sure that you had already done this, so I didn't do it. Let's I'll find it, though. Mike? What? Assumptions? They make you a motherfucker goddamn cunt whore. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's and true. And me. And I, me. I, I, I am one of those. <laughs> so it all works out. Um, grad student. Oh, uh, he, he, he gave his name as Hunter. Oh, okay. In quotes. Oh, okay. Quotes. Cool. Well, thanks, Hunter. Uh, dogs. Why are gay men infatuated with dogs? I have one, and he's basically my child. But why do so many gay men treat their dogs like children? Is this a gay thing? And what dogs are the gayest? When I decided on getting a dog, I really wanted a mini miniature poodle. Gay. Sorry, that was my editorializing. <laughs> gay. But I thought it was too gay and ended up with a very butch German shepherd. And don't you guys have dogs? I'd love to hear about them. Oh, and why are men with dogs considered to be more attractive? He also had two other episode ideas. You might want to read our emails. I actually... <laughs> I... I'm, I don't, I, yeah, okay. Um, that also was, said the gayest thing about him this week was uh, he grilled steak salad, used it as a topping on a grilled pizza with Gruyere, sautéed mushrooms, caramelized onions, spinach, and pesto made from basil from his own garden. Ooh. Only drank a bottle of rosé. Mm. Yes, an entire bottle. <laughs> his straightest thing was while listening to an episode earlier this evening, he was grilling the steak. Oh, uh, yeah. Grilling steak, I don't, I can't, I don't do that. Great. I drink the rosé. And Great. one bottle hunter <laughs> yeah don't think you're bragging about one bottle of you rosé. should hunt down more bottles <laughs> next time <laughs> yep um okay there are a lot of yeah uh let's start with we also didn't figure out who's gonna go first did we we also there's a lot there are a lot of questions in there um let's start with i'm gonna tell you some let's lay the groundwork let's lay the foundation of the path we're gonna walk down together with our dogs mm. Um, I'm going to tell you about some numbers. Great. So 
there was a study that uh, asked people who own cats, dogs, birds, ferrets, fish, horses, rabbits, reptiles, and rodents. Okay. This is a, a broad... That, that's a Noah's Ark of stuff. <laughs> yes. <Great>. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so overall... Oh, this is a 2003 study. Um, so overall, non, not gay, uh, everyone. All the humans. The humans <laughs> in the U.S. Uh, own uh, 62% own a pet. Really? Yeah. That seems high to me, but okay. I mean, maybe they're counting rodent. Like, maybe a, there's a... A mouse that we haven't killed yet so well actually now that i think about it it's probably just people that don't live in cities which you know so, like half of the population lives in a rural or a semi-rural area and it seems like everybody has a pet because mm. they have space for one yeah once you throw in fish i mean like yeah. that thing you just toss it into a pot and delicious still there. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> fish friend or food um Okay, so 62% of the general human people. Yeah. Gay and lesbian population, it's more. Okay. 79% own a pet. That's interesting. So it is true that gay people and lesbians are more likely to own a pet. And this is 2003, so I'm guessing they don't... In 2003, like people that study things don't yet know that bi people or trans people right, or right, much right. less any of the other so i'm assuming this is just gay and lesbian yeah 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 okay is it dogs like is the do gay people have more dogs than straight people well, that's a good question um okay so for then, another day <laughs> next i actually couldn't find that so we can uh, speculate if we want to uh gender uh almost 87 percent of female respondents have a pet and 71% of male respondents. So female, so lesbians, mm -hmm. more likely to have a pet than gay men. Probably cats. Uh, well, there was something in there about that, and it's like women, uh, women are uh, more likely to have a cat, and men are more likely to have a dog. But it was like, especially for the men, it was gay men, it was just like, it was only a few percentage points, so it wasn't, you think of like, you know, something I just anecdotally like my personal experience, which that's not data. Mm -hmm. um, lesbians and birds. I know a lot of lesbians that have a bird cage in the like the corner of their apartment. I don't. Okay. And by a lot, I mean three. But I only know three lesbians, so that's like hundred percent of lesbians have a bird. Hundred. If they get one more, then it'd be like one thirty-three percent. Yeah. Um. I my experience again not data but like did kind of match what you would think of as stereotypes so i took my dog reynolds to a pet no like a puppy training course um like it's for you know little puppies to like learn how to do like sit and stuff and there were this is seattle capitol hill so gays and lesbians abound and the lesbians there had a giant dog i was gay then as I am now, and I have a, a like twenty five pound uh, dachshund cocker spaniel mix Reynolds, yeah. um, named for Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, that might be the gayest part of him, other than the fact that he fucks dudes. I mean, dude dogs. Um, he fucks everything. Yeah, but I think he has an affinity for dude dogs. Yeah, but he doesn't do it right. He like humps them in the side, or like in the face or in the chest or like, like we're sex positive that not doing it right he can fuck whatever part of the dog he wants to fuck except it's supposed to be consensual <laughs> the dogs i've seen him fuck are not down well i think some of them are just resigned they're just like this is happening now and <laughs> <laughs> All right. These humans aren't saving me. Yeah, they're just watching and laughing. So I don't know. Um, anyway, oh no, there was another. I, there was a, a rest of my story, and there was a gay couple there who had this tiny dog named something like Lily Fifi. Princess. Yeah, I don't know. It had multiple names that I didn't ever remember uh, because they are unimportant. Okay, did I ever tell you about the sexual chameleon in Portland? No. Is this an actual chameleon? no oh, okay okay that, that would have been pretty cool okay <laughs> like, like you you 
that's inappropriate. I shouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it was Valentine's Day before I met Trevor, but after I was out. So there's like a narrow window of time there. And I was in Portland hanging out with friends and there was this boy at the bar and he was like wearing a polo and he's really broy and really fratty. And I was into that, at least at that stage of my development. And mm-hmm. he hit on me and it was nice and I felt awesome. And we ended up going home together. We left the bar. And as soon as we got into his house, like he just transformed into like the gayest person I'd ever met, which again, at that stage of my development was really like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like I was really, that was weird to me. It was too, too femme for me, at least at that stage of my life. And then I met his chihuahua whose name was kissy face. That's not, necessarily a name (laughs) (laughs) right i mean like there's you might not find that in a baby book yeah 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 it was a a little teacup chihuahua just fit in the palm of his hand and his name was kissy face and uh i bet that chihuahua also had a nickname i want and it had nothing to do with the words kissy face i bet like its nickname was like ralph (laughs) (laughs) i think i was gonna go with like little cutie or something that's like um sorry for that diversion. no i mean this is yeah let's see uh oh and then dog versus cat uh 49 percent of respondents owned at least one cat okay compared to those that own dogs 46 percent okay so cats slightly outweigh the dogs okay 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 Okay. People are going to send in hate mail, maybe. I hope they do. I, I still am gunning for some good, solid hate mail and yeah. haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. Damn it. Why? Cats are evil. Oh, yeah. Cats are fucking evil. Yeah. They don't like you or care about you. <laughs> All, they look at you as maybe a food source. They probably don't even see you as that. There's no gratitude there. Like, it, Oh, you meant, okay, because you feed that. I thought they meant like, you meant like, I could potentially eat this person, which I also think, I think that's that possible. they do that too. Yeah, yeah. Like there, aren't there those stories of like old lady dies and the, the ambulance shows up and half her face is gone because her cat went to town? Well, like, I mean... Okay, I don't like cats at all, and I don't want to defend them, but objectively at that point, she's literally nothing but a food source. Like, you know, so I'll give them that. And the thing about cats that really drives me crazy is there are so many cats that when they are happiest, like you're petting them and they start purring, and then they fucking attack you like Mm -hmm. to to say thank you or or, I'm happy. Like, it's it's like my (laughs) ex-wife. Your ex-wife was a cat. Your ex-husband is a dog. Aww. You mean that they're both dumb and can't help themselves? <laughs> they both need supervision at all times. <laughs> you, but you could leave your ex-wife alone for a little bit longer than your ex-husband. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I guess we should mention, in case there are any listeners, Mike's ex-husband is Trevor. So you mentioned yes. Trevor, but... Yeah. Um, I think that's all for statistics. Um, okay, so so back to Hunter's email. He says, "Oh, sure. Did I answer any questions? <laughs> I think so. I think no. I don't think that covered anything you wanted. Well, to he know. asked a lot of why questions, and you were just laying the foundation of the here's the what's going on. Oh yeah, universe. I also don't have answers to why, and because I completely agree that there are stereotypes about what people own, and then also what I think is more interesting is that. He was like, I don't want to own this dog because it is the stereotype and mm. I don't want to play into the stereotype, yeah. which is like, yeah, I can absolutely, I don't think we've talked about that too much of the, like trying so hard to avoid the stereotypes that you're just avoiding what you actually want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the passing, we talked about some of that in oh, passing. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what it's, that's what you're doing. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, fine, Mike, we have talked about it, well, but not- you're technically right. I get it. Dumbass shit face cunt whore bag. I don't remember what it is. This whole process is going to go a lot smoother if you just assume that I'm right. (laughs) This is the penultimate time I'll assume that. Great. (laughs) But I do, but I do think. Fuck you, cunt. But I do think that I was just going to say, I don't know. Maybe this is, I don't know if this is too just like basic to say, but like own the dog you want. If that, if people think it's stereotypical, like 
tell them not tell them to go fuck themselves or tell your dog to go fuck their leg or whatever just like you want a pomeranian you want a tiny chihuahua just do it you're a lesbian and you want a pit bull or a horse (laughs) i don't do let's i don't know what lesbians like I don't know. Yeah. Just every time somebody mentions a horse, I think about Enumclaw. I can't help it. You can't. <laughs> that dude got fucked to death by a horse in a Seattle <laughs> suburb called Enumclaw. And it just, it won't, like, we're going to talk about something else that won't leave my brain because mm-hmm. of this episode. But, oh. But, like, there's just things you can't unknow. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> okay. What, is there anything else in that that we need to address? Well, so I found an article by uh, somebody named Julia Shabo, and it was written in 2012 in Dogster Magazine, dogster.com. <laughs> and um, she was covering the author of a book called Woof, The Gay Man's Guide to Dogs. <gasps> I saw and, this. Oh, Am I stealing a segment? No, you're not. I, oh. But do I pretend like I don't? Oh. <laughs> I don't. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Andrew DePrisco is the author of Woof, A Gay Man's Guide to Dogs. And there's a whole bunch of stuff in this article. I don't want to go over all of it. But this paragraph. What is wrong with my fucking mouth right now? <clears throat> struck you is that what you were struck me thank you yeah. what's the um biggest difference between gay dog lovers and straight ones quote regardless of sexual orientation any sensible responsible person can make a great dog owner DePrisco was point to, quick to point out the author there are wonderful gay and straight dog owners out there and there are horrible gay and straight dog owners out there too when a sensible responsible gay man if such a creature exists, <laughs> commits to a dog, the dog becomes his family, his kid, and a truly important part of his world. The dog is not a rite of passage to a future wife, two kids, and a second home in New England. Truth exists in all stereotypes, even the positive ones like this one. Yes, gay men tend to spoil their dogs, treating them like true family and giving them high priority. For lots of gay men, dogs exist as substitutes for lovers, children, close family, maybe even good friends. Unlike most of our lovers, dogs truly enjoy being used and don't panic when they decide that you're devoting too much time to them. Dogs believe in commitment and are defined by their loyalty. Secretly, most gay men want to be like dogs, even when they're standing. Why did that strike you? The, uh, sorry, there's one more little oh. part. Sorry. Acceptance, tolerance, unconditional love. These are things dogs give everybody, but gay people haven't always been the beneficiaries of such gifts from their fellow humans. Are gays especially appreciative of that canine love, more perhaps than somebody who's never experienced intolerance or prejudice? Gay men have a lot to learn from dog love, DePrisco says. Dogs are not judgmental. They'll sleep with you any night you come home, even if they smell a raunchy poodle on your breath. Dogs accept you for who you are. They don't care whether you sleep with men, women, or stray cats. In fact, they prefer you share your bone with everyone as long as they're not left out in the cold. (laughs) What struck me is the part about the unconditional love of a dog. And that that's something that gay people maybe haven't had. Yeah. And that there's something really attractive about your dog is happy to see you every time that you come home. Yeah. And your dog is... I leave for one minute. Yeah. And I come back, like I come back from throwing out the trash and he's just as excited as when I first walk in the door. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, that unconditionalness. I mean, there are people whose families throw them out into the cold when they come out of the closet because of Jesus or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and that that says that there was never really an unconditional love in that family in the first place. Yeah. And the fact that there is this entity, this creature that can be in a person's life that just accepts and loves you no matter what, I think is pretty intoxicating. Yeah. It's also so sad that it's like, you may go your whole life until you get this dog that like, but let's look at the happy side. Let's be a dog and look at the happy side. You get this dog that has unconditional love. Yeah. I also think like beyond the, the unconditional love, which is very, you know, that, that is a, a really big thing that dogs offer and cats don't is that I think gay men are less likely to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Partly because we like, have the door open to, do you actually want them? You know, cause your society tells straight people they need to have kids. So, you know, pe- they don't tell gay people that, um, because they think we're evil and going to destroy everything. Or 
because it's harder because of laws or money. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if you're less likely to have kids, then I think dogs are, you know, a natural, you know, thing that you can have that you can devote time and energy to less, you know, less than a kid, less money than a kid, mm -hmm. but still have mm -hmm. another thing in your life that you love spend and, money on <laughs> and spend money on and buy cute clothes for, which is what I do. Well, okay. So, uh, one of the questions in, in Hunter's email here is, uh, and don't you guys have dogs? Let's let's. Yes. Yes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> do you talk about him then? Yeah. Well, I talked a little bit about Reynolds, so I'll keep going. Okay. Um, he is, I got him eight years ago. He's turning eight when he was three months old. Um, he's turning eight soon. Um, and I got him when, right when I got laid off from my job, um, and also at the same time closed on my new house or a condo that I was buying. And so it was like the perfect time of, I have time off to focus on this dog. And I looked at, I'm like a big proponent of adoption. Um, so I looked at like pet finder and found this super adorable dog his name was tank his name Aww. was not tank um so wait rounds his name was tank when he was born yeah yeah Aww. cute i mean he has like the dachshund little feet that like so it's i love seeing him walk and it probably like if we're gonna go gay stereotypes like he walks in like in my head whenever he walks i hear <laughs> Like um, the Flintstones? Uh, yeah, <laughs> They're sure. Up on yeah, toes yeah. Bowling. Okay, great. <laughs> um, he has to like move his legs real fast because they're so little, and he has a long dachshund body. Um, you cannot form a good combination of dachshund cocker spaniel. I've already tried it. Cock dock, you know, don't we? That's not great. And he has been with me. I've been through a serious relationship with him. He's been there when I just got a new condo. He's been there through dating and when I am depressed and feel my worst and I go for him and hold him and um, I don't know. He's just the best. I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about your dog? Okay. Are we, we getting into it? Yeah. So I don't want any hate mail about this, but I need to talk about it. Okay. That um, I gave, I, I had a dog, Boomer, yellow Labrador, 85 pounds of ridiculousness <laughs> and drool. <laughs> and so much drool. I, as of just last week, let my ex-husband have him indefinitely. Now I can still visit him, see him when I want to, that kind of thing. And for reasons I'll talk about later, I don't think I want to do that, at least not very often. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Trevor and I got Boomer as a eight week old puppy um, for when Trevor graduated from the university of Washington with his master's degree, brought him home. It was also his birthday birthday present for Trevor because Boomer was born April 1st and we went and got him in May. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know where to start. I mean, all of the things that you said are true, except that Boomer came into my life while I was with Trevor hmm. and Boomer. I, uh, what was like for me, uh, I think that is like a really important difference because even when I've been in serious like relationships, like I guess the two times, um, yeah. I have said early on within the first few months, I've already said this to Jack, this is my dog. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is not your dog. Th this will always be my dog. So like I've made that very clear, which yeah. is very different than you and Trevor getting a dog at like, I mean, you got him as a gift, but you're both. He was our child. He was our yeah. baby. We were raising him from puppyhood yeah. and uh, we were a family, the three of us. And I'm realizing now it started when I was in Russia. Trevor took Boomer for most of my trip to Russia, although he did stay here. Um, I sort of realized a lot of stuff while I was gone about Boomer. He almost more than anything else is a symbol of my divorce. 
Like mm. I, I was not enjoying him. I was taking care of him and resenting taking care of him because I had to, and Trevor wasn't here to help. Mm. And I also realized that I said to Trevor when he was leaving, you know, Boomer is your dog. You can have him. And at that time, Trevor said, I can't take him. I don't, I don't have the finances. I don't have the living situation that would accommodate a gigantic Labrador. You mean when he was leaving, like the leaving kind of kicking me. the, yeah, kicking out the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I said at that time, well, if your living situation changes, if your life changes in such a way that you want to revisit this conversation, let me know. So right before I left for Russia, Trevor said, I'm my boyfriends and I got a house down south and we have more space and a yard and I would like to revisit the role that I play in Boomer's life and he was really very magnanimous about it it wasn't it wasn't there wasn't a demand it wasn't a um uh he wasn't forcing the issue by any means but I had a lot of thinking to do and so when we when I got back from Russia uh I went and got Boomer from Trevor and spent some time with him and I could tell, I could tell it was over hmm. and I don't know how to explain that. And I hope people understand it. Uh, Trevor had told me all about like the training that he and Boomer had done and he started changing Boomer's food. And I just had this moment of like Boomer had been mine for almost two years while Trevor was gone and now he's our dog again, and I can't do it. I just can't do that. So then my options are, okay, work out some kind of co-parenting arrangement with him, which I, I it, it, that's not going to work based on the way that I feel. I just, it makes me feel horrible. I'm not going to do that. What, why, why does that feel horrible? It is, in a very real way, Trevor back in my home hmm. more often boomer representing more of Trevor because Trevor has a greater presence in boomers life. Um, I don't know if that even answers the question. Yeah, it does. Um, so then my options were to say, no, sorry, you had two years, my dog. And, um, I'm too good of a person <laughs> to do that. But I like, I had lots of friends that said, no, fuck him. Hmm. And it doesn't matter what you said. Boomer should stay with you. And I, I, I really, really struggled with that. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't break my word like that. And even if I were to Boomer, I know myself well enough to know that Boomer would forever be a source of guilt for me hmm. that he would represent me breaking a promise and just because trevor broke his vows to me and left doesn't justify it uh i would feel horrible so this this was this was the the least bad option was to say okay trevor he's your dog and if i want to see him i will let you know i hope that you'll work with me on that but that's the that's the decision i came to how long ago was that uh, a little over a week. That's so this is fresh. Pretty fresh. Yeah. I'm holding it together pretty well right now talking to you about it. I think it's um it's painful and it's sad. Uh but I'm weirdly comforted by the knowledge that it's right. It's right for me. No matter what other people think and have been saying to me, I know that this is the right thing for me. Hmm. You mentioned you're worried that you're about like talking about this. Yeah. So I think that's a, g a good thing that you are just because that honesty is really important. And uh, what what are you worried about in talking about this? I think that it is very easy for people to say. I think it's very easy for people to know that a dog is like a child. And I don't want people to see me let my child go and judge me for that as if he were a human child hmm. that that's that's a horrible monstrous thing to do and i don't want to be seen as that monster hmm. but boomer's not a child he's symbolically maybe a child but he's not an actual human child and i hope that doesn't make me sound cold or inhuman if you were 
I would be fighting Trevor for custody, hmm. right? Or I would power through my negative feelings about having Trevor in my life and work out a co-parenting kind of a arrangement. But I don't know, I'm worried about people judging me based on their own ideas of what it means to own a pet. Hmm. And they don't know me or my life or my relationship with my ex-husband or my relationship with Boomer for that matter. Yeah. Um, it's hard. What do you think is the best thing? It's hard to be objective about this. What do you think is the best thing for Boomer? The best thing, well, yeah. <laughs> The best thing for Boomer would be for Trevor and I to be together. We were his people. We were his parents. We were a family. That would have been the best thing. Like wave a magic wand and change it in some magical way. It would be that Trevor and I would still be together and working on things and that we would be taking care of Boomer together here in this house that is the only place that Boomer's ever known as a home. But I don't get that. Right. I don't get to have that. That's a hard reality. Yeah. But it's true. I don't know what to do now. What I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> this is like if we were in a real life conversation. Here we comes just the champagne. <laughs> we'd either drink or I was going to, th- I was thinking like we just like hide behind the couch. I'm imagining just like the Homer Simpson meme, just like slowly backing into the trees. <laughs> what? I I thought I, I did not. <laughs> that last question was like, I didn't realize you're absolutely right. What I see is that you made a hard decision about what to do with your dog. And knowing that like you have to combine both what's right for you and right for your dog. Mm-hmm. It's not about Trevor. He's a, a factor, it a, an element in this, but it doesn't matter what he thinks or feels yeah. because that, it's about you and your dog. And, um, uh, boomer having a yard running around it's a different place having a yard running around uh being with one of his dads like in a larger community of humans i mean yeah. trevor's i don't know if i've said this on the podcast before or maybe i have maybe i haven't trevor's in a polyamorous relationship now and they have roommates on top of that they do yeah how many people are there it's a five-bedroom house oh, okay um yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a new place, and I also I also want to say, I have one hundred percent confidence in Trevor's ability to do the right thing when it comes to Boomer's care. Yeah, like all of my other thoughts and feelings about him, notwithstanding, Boomer's going to be fine, right? Or as fine as possible, right? And and surely he will miss you and your influence, and that was yeah. a good thing for him, but. <laughs> my question was trying to lead towards, I, I think you made a, a good decision for Boomer and there's no perfect decision, but I think Boomer uh, will live a happy life. Just yeah. like if you decided you wanted to keep him, he would also have a very happy life and you would take care, really good care of him. So I think that's a really important thing to remember when you're, you know, feeling guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, uh, I've had little like, drop something on the floor and think, mm-hmm. oh, where's Boomer? Or a knock on the door and he doesn't bark. But even just in a week, that's gotten easier. Mm-hmm. It's happening less and less. It's weird. Hmm. Ooh, we dip back into where we were before. Okay. No, sorry. Do, uh, no, <laughs> don't be sorry. Um, I, I'm going to tell you a happy story. Okay. I'll give you a, give you the spoil a little bit that it's happy. Um, I'm going to talk about Molly. Is this okay? I'm feeling weird that I'm like just jumping. I'm like, did we, do you have more feelings we need to address? No, did we like, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm feeling weird just jumping into a different story right now, but. Uh, No, no, I, I I will say that this is why I wanted to do this episode. Now it would be, it would be really dumb. I think to try to talk about dogs months from now after all of this is no longer fresh Hmm. and, it's a topic that's very much on my mind lately and one that we've been wanting to talk about for a while. It's been on a list of episode ideas for a long, long time. So yeah, yeah, this yeah. is strike while the iron is, is leaving you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just trying to rub it in Hunter's face that we came up with the idea first. <laughs> yeah. Hunter. Yeah, it's Hunter. Come up with something original. Um, okay. So 
I'm going to tell you about Molly. The drug? We're, yes. When you give Molly to dogs, <laughs> <laughs> boy, do they know how to roll over. No. no. Um, yeah. The, uh, uh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't at all. Um, okay. Molly is a Jack Russell. Um, and this the story is from Pink News. And it's uh, written by Joseph Patrick McCormick. Uh, that's the most irish name that has ever happened to anyone i this might have been from like scotland or oh shit i don't know whatever yeah it's from last year hey people in the uk we have quite a few listeners in the uk let me know how wrong i am about that yeah it's in the it's in the vicinity of the it's one of those islands they're all the same (laughs) not u.s fuck we're i'm I <laughs> Okay. So Molly, Jack Russell. Uh so Molly was adopted by Mary and Frank. Uh Mary and Frank noticed that Molly um had some weird bathroom behavior. She squatted to pee inside. Okay. They got her when she was a puppy. She squatted to pee inside, but lifted her leg outside. She acted strangely when she was going to the bathroom. It looked like she was uh, uncomfortable with it. Okay. Do you have a guess as to where you're squinting at me? Do you have a guess as to where this is going? Is, is Molly trans? Is there a trans Jack Russell Terrier? Molly, <laughs> so close. Molly is intersex. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. So, well, um, it, it's really interesting, but like, okay, so the vet thought she might be intersex. Uh, the word they used is male pseudo hermaphrodite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, at, like at first glance, it appeared that Molly had female genitalia, but when you look, she actually had both male and female and there were ovary. Nope. There were testicles where they would expect, uh, her ovaries to be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, that was, they, they did MRI scans and x-rays and, and confirmed, uh, that she's intersex. Um, and quick aside, I wonder how much that fucking cost. I know like <laughs> all of this, like, <laughs> Mary and Frank like were great about all this. They like, they're just like, what's best for Molly, whatever. Like, you know, yeah, they clearly paid for some kind of dog endocrinologist to. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dog picture test of gender. (laughs) (laughs) That's my layman's (laughs) x-rays picture (laughs) test. That's that's so stupid. Okay. Um, So intersex is apparently in pets is pretty rare. Some don't need surgery from that, but Molly. I mean, there are a lot of intersex humans that are like, why, like, why do we, why do we correct that at birth? Why don't we just, it doesn't need correcting. Right. Mm -hmm. And part of the, like sometimes correcting quote unquote, correcting actually messes things up because they like, they Especially if the, wrong. They, <laughs> yeah, it's like, and, it's, and they cover, like, especially covering it up and not, and then trying to raise them. Yeah, so um, completely agree that, like, we we as a society have, like, our messed up views about gender and what they should be. And you have to be one or male or female, even though genetically you can be born. You know, that's just not true based on science. Um, but unfortunately, so Molly was not one of those. She, uh, if untreated, uh, she was at risk at developing some like long-term serious side effects. So they opted for a complex surgery. Oh God. Again, like if you thought those x-rays were expensive. <laughs> yeah, those picture tests, wait until you get to the scissor part. <laughs> <laughs> so that I didn't go with the title, the like more clickbaity title was like dog undergoes gender reassignment surgery. Oh, so course, yeah. yeah, I didn't, I was, um, actually, is it just assignment surgery? Well, is, yeah, that's like, I, that's what I thought. Like, it's or? not really, I mean, I guess it's reassigned from intersex to, uh, they, uh, went for female. Yeah. Uh, so I, get, I don't know. Yeah. And like the fact that they, you know, paid for this, kept their dog. Like, I wouldn't have thought that that was anything special. I mean, the cost of medical bills I get is, you know, could be a factor for some people. But like other stories that I opted not to tell were like this homophobic person saw their dog lick another dog's dick and like gave it away or like Ugh. just like your dog is not gay. And if your dog is gay, why do you care? I just, the idea of like, 
dogs will lick like the shit that comes out of <laughs> like tomorrow's cat. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and then kissy face you. And then lick you. And that, I'm apparently fine with that. I've accepted that part about me. Yeah. Like, so there are some fucked up people that can do fucked up things, even based on like the tiniest hint of like gayness or queerness. So it should not be lost on us that they, you know, did, went through all this, try, just tried to basically make Molly what's the best thing for this dog. Your toxic masculinity makes you fragile. You should sit on something bigger than your ego. <laughs> um, okay. So they went through a complex surgery. Um, they removed the male genitalia, made a functioning urethra, and uh, she now she's great. She can go to the bathroom like uh, good. <laughs> did i ruin it's so great the happy ending okay so they uh wait when does she go to a rave because she's on molly <laughs> she's there like molly go on out and she's like woof um okay so uh they still call her molly great. so uh and mary so the owner said, quote, we've seen no change in her behavior. She's still the same wee Molly and we wouldn't be without her. She's too precious. Aww. Yeah. I just, I just love their little Molly. That's how you should think about your gay kids too, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. First step, dogs. <laughs> Next step, like you're larger of the apes and then like <laughs> finally your human children that's the order we'll get used to things uh, um that's all i have about dogs okay well i have a quick i have a quick thing hunter hunter good job on choosing a german shepherd because these are the five breeds that are proven to make you more attractive what whether you're gay or straight proven by whom studies by kloof and paw nation on which dogs attract the most people. So internet studies. Oh, just like, like most people come up to you and yes. Okay. If Corgi's not on this list, I'm blowing up just this earth. This earth can't. Okay. Well, okay. They said specifically sex appeal. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. 60% of people find dog owners more attractive. 85% of dog owners are said to be more approachable. Oh my God. I just tweeted about this. Yeah like not so, like someone like walked up to me on the street and was like oh that's a really cute dog which i get a lot and reynolds and they're correct and reynolds is adorable and i was like oh thanks and they're like oh what breeds he and he's like oh this thing and they're like okay what's his name and i was like this thing and she's like oh i'm getting a dog soon and then so then like at that point when she talked about her getting a dog it's like this is too far i know i own a yeah. dog yeah, but yeah, like yeah. this is this doesn't mean that I want to know you. So, yeah, you you tweeted that just because you think my dog is cute doesn't mean I want to talk to you. <laughs> yes. Isn't that what you tweeted? Yes. Something like that? Yeah. My question is, is it okay if they talk to Reynolds? Oh, my God. I fucking hate that. Really? I Because they'll, like... <laughs> Not what I expected. Real, really? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, they'll just talk to Reynolds as if I am not, a like, physically there. And I talk to my dog. I get that. But, like... To, to be an outsider and walk up to the dog and talk to them and not to talk at all to me or like like you would think they would be like oh what's your name and then look up to me because my dog is unfortunately not going to answer you on any of these questions so you really <laughs> need me as part of this interaction to really make it successful yeah yeah um if you need to talk you just should get a therapist instead of talking to my dog <laughs> i just it bugs the shit out of me that they just ignore me and talk to the dog and, okay all right Interesting. So basically, don't talk to Kyle or his dog. <laughs> that is the best rule. I don't really care about anyone that's outside. Like, I don't... Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> dog... I'm the, I'm the, like... What was it? 80% of dog people are more... I'm the, like, 20% yeah. that people are not interested in Well, okay. In I think it's, it's said it's, like, perceived as more approachable. It doesn't mean you actually oh, are. Oh, okay. Great, great, great. Okay. Um... <laughs> So, uh, uh, the results from studies by Kloof and Paw Nation on which dogs attract the most people. Number one, beagles. These are not in order. Uh, this is just a list. Beagles. People will think this dog owner is fun-loving. 
Beagles require a bit of energy to manage, and chances are the man who's holding the leash lives a full life. Hmm. Labrador Retrievers. Oh, like that's Boomer. what I had growing up. This dog sends the message that their owner is easygoing and great dating material, not to mention less likely to sleep around. That is fucking me. That's true. And you. not my ex-husband. <laughs> Number three, golden retrievers. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are their owner has a fun-loving attitude and are probably low maintenance and easy to be with for long relationships since they're likely to be more loyal. The dog's happy attitude will make the owner seem more positive and active. Number four, Siberian Huskies. These dogs are said to amp up a gay guy's manliness, a totes mask, apparently, especially Ugh. when they're running around the trail together. I always associate these dogs with sled dogs. Therefore, the man is in control at all times, and that's hot. Oh, no. Number we got, wait, that be like veered into some like weird, like, yeah. bro-y, backwards hat, fraternity X shit. Yeah, and number five, and this is where Hunter succeeded, German Shepherds. Mm. These dogs are obedient, intelligent, and agile. These traits eventually reflect on the owner, making him appear more in control and proactive. And I would say obedient, intelligent, and agile, that's, those are good in the bedroom, too. That's, that's what you need to put on your Tinder profile. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, so corgis may be, like, uh, like, you may make people look approachable, but, you, but like, uh, they're like a gender neutral, like, it's sexless. And they don't want to bang you because yeah. you're corgi. Yeah, you just want to bang the corgi. I guess. We had to make at least one bestiality joke. It's a fantastic segue. While we were doing research for this episode, I accidentally went to doggay.net. What? Yeah. D-O-G-G-A-Y.net. Do not go there. (laughs) No one go there. Oh, this is that Uh, thing that... You cannot unsee the things that are happening there. This is a bestiality website. There are dogs licking vaginas. There are people putting dog penises into their orifices. It's ridiculous. I'm going to read what this says. I don't... The title of the page is Gay Dog Porn. You've come to porn site for gay who love dogs. (laughs) And not just love, but have sex with them. First gay sucking dog cock, then dog fuck his, and Come shot to Hotmail ass. It's shooting for free porn sites. Men are not ashamed because gay dog, this is okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do not go to this site. Do not go to this site. That's all. Well, one hilarious, then two awful, but three hilarious again, (laughs) because I'm going to start using like as a supportive, like instead of like awesome or that's great. I'm going to say gay dog. This is okay. (laughs) I asked my new just like it's a great phrase. (laughs) This is okay. Gay dog. This is okay. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. (laughs) Let's take a break. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) So weird. Did it say maybe say gay question mark dog D double G D W G it is okay like maybe it's just an affirming statement about gay people gay dog it is okay (laughs) I love how you try to see the good in everything it doesn't happen that often (laughs) are we back we're back we're back Uh, okay wait okay one more thing okay I, although I don't support bestiality, I have actually accidentally gotten into some three-way kissing when Jack and I were making out and Reynolds got jealous. Oh. It's, it, like, it immediately stopped, but it was just like, he was definitely in there, in the mix so with wait, the mouths. Your boyfriend, Jack, who is your boyfriend, and mm-hmm. you are making out, and then Reynolds like, puts his little tongue in there. He just, like, we don't see him just, like, creep up and just, like, yep, and now something else is licking us. Okay. Great. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first. But first. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. Our, all the social media. I <laughs> <laughs> Episode 80, Kyle has given up. I just, <laughs> Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, it's gayish podcast yeah gay dog.net or whatever <laughs> gay dog dog gay it dog is gay. okay <laughs> yeah uh our hotline we get text messages and voicemails is 5855-GAYISH that's 585-542-9474 standard rates apply and our email address is gayishpodcast at gmail.com um, and before we go into our gays and straightest, we're going to uh, be in New Orleans next week. Next week, we are in New Orleans. We're part of the Pride 48, like New Orleans, like live event. So we're going to be performing live along with a lot of other 
queer podcast. So um, you can attend if you're in the New Orleans area. I guess you can attend if you're wherever, but um, and or you can listen live at pride48.com. Did we find that out for sure? Or are we still guessing? We're still guessing. Okay, you can probably do that. Um, and we are going on at uh, Saturday at 2 p.m. Central, so noon Pacific. That's right. I One thing we haven't looked up, and I don't know why we agreed without finding out first, mm-hmm. are they going to let us drink while we're on stage? Ooh, we can say it's part of the act, like it's part of the performance. So, okay, you, are is you there saying, a green room? Does the green room have rosé? <laughs> are we gonna have to like pull out our like rider and just? Uh, so there are going to be uh, raffle prizes. So if you want to uh, contribute, I guess like put in money, and I'm guessing the money goes to something good. To maybe towards Pride Forty Eight, which helps goes put on Pride Forty Eight great uh, queer podcasts. Um, you don't have to be there to enter the raffle, and <laughs> our raffle prize. I'll post a picture somewhere. Um, our raffle prize is, if you remember, Doctor Chuck Tingle, mm-hmm. inventor of the mm-hmm. Tingler. Uh, we have a few of his books uh, that are we we busted those out with um, our group of friends, and just it. I, I, they're hilarious titles, but then we all started reading them and they are just, it's just beauty in the form of words in a book. If you go to pride48.com and you go to the page for the live event in New Orleans, there is a tab for the raffle if, uh, items mm-hmm. and ours is called the Gayish Podcast Basket. <laughs> donated by Kyle and Mike. Oh, that's us. A collection of three Chuck Tingle books and a gayish t-shirt. Sorry, the photo is sideways. But there's... <laughs> Wait, they couldn't just... They couldn't go boop? I, I don't know. All right. Well, you know, this is why they need your money. <laughs> to go to classes on turning it... Or versus landscape. <laughs> your $100 could <laughs> teach somebody. Give generously. <laughs> okay, do you want to do our gays and straightest? Let's do our gays and straightest. So, the gayest thing about me this week... Is it okay if I go first? No. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, the gayest thing about me this week, I am totally getting catfished on Hinge, which is a dating site. It's like Tinder. It's not. It's not for sex. It's for dating. Um, is there a dating app for gay men that's not for sex? Because <laughs> well, I don't. That's necessarily... a good question. That's anyway. a good question. I am totally getting catfished, and the gayest thing is, I I haven't stopped it. <laughs> Because cause this person who's sending me all of these hot pictures, they're hot. They're sending you hot pictures. So I'm like indulging in this like, oh, he could be my hunky boyfriend mm. and he could hold me and we could do sex things. And um, I just, it it's, I've been just, I know that it's not real, but I don't care. I'm diving in. Oh. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just offer one little critique. I think if you want to hook up with boys, maybe come up with better descriptions than do sex things. Okay. Like if you, if that's on your description, I need so much help in this department. I, Cause I've been just striking out left and right. This is going to be a future episode of uh, like app makeover for Mike. But look, his name is Alan Kostanovich. No. Just look at this person. Maybe he's just a, the giant muscly. This is not a real person. Nipple, I mean, it this is person does somewhere. not exist. I mean, he, well, at least he's not talking to me. You should. Like, <laughs> the, like, you should download one of those Instagays hot photos mm. and <laughs> just like send them back and be like, "This is me." Cut off the head and be like, "Oh, here's my body picture." Oh, what? Mike, you're getting lost in these hot pictures. Oh, God. Okay. You, can, you should come back. Great. Come back. Okay. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week was uh, on Saturday. Uh, you and I went and had uh, bottomless mimosas at brunch. Mm-hmm. That started a string of terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. One of which was me calling my neighbor, Jeremy, who's straight mm-hmm. and saying, I have a case of PBR. Let's drink it. <laughs> and that's what we did. We sat here on the couch and we just crushed all of this beer. That sounds like a frat thing to do. Yes. Like, yes, we got to pound the rest of this PBR and bitches. Yes. Cause his, his fiance, uh, uh, Kelly, she, um, she was at, uh, work. She had to oh. work that day. Uh, 
yeah so we just got all fratty and just <laughs> we put the cans on our foreheads and yeah like, you and you went Rawr, and, and, and i was already hammered from brunch so then it just it got worse after that and then i saw you at queer bar that night yeah and it was it was a time it was it was definitely a time a time to remember it was the best of times it was the drunkest of times um okay so my gayest is when i was typing an email at work i tried to type the word beyond and it just came out as beyonce (laughs) That's fantastic. <laughs> like, just naturally. You know, yeah. I just, it wasn't like, an autocorrect moment. No, it was your fingers wanted to do that. My fingers typed Beyonce. <laughs> they just, you know, it just happens. Uh, <laughs> it's rote memory. Oh. Hmm? I mean, do we have the... Are we going to do gayest of the year? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we haven't done that. Yeah, we could. Okay. Wow. Uh, maybe we'll have, like, a bracket of our gayest and straightest, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. can, like, vote mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Okay, so the straightest thing about me is I went to a live uh, show with the Bob's Burgers cast. <gasps> How was it? It was so good. Yeah? Um, each of them, or it was pretty good. I don't know. Was he, there a joke about kissing a dude that you forgot? Yes, that was where the <laughs> H. John Benjamin thing came from. And I don't know why I would have just written, talk about that joke. Like, I definitely wrote that down in the show. And then didn't write the joke down, which is silly of me because I know I'm not going to remember. Like, I, I thought I knew myself by now. But... Yeah, yeah. I would give you the advice to write down more details for yourself, but you'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have come up with this rule of any time I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll remember. That's like immediately write it down. It yep. doesn't matter what it is. But yep. Yep. I, yeah, so I see Bob's Burgers as one of those like straight people love that show, especially straight dudes. And that was. But they're right. It's it's hilarious. It, yes, it is hilarious. And there were like plenty of gay people there. So it's just like really the, the stereotype is that they like it. But like anyone who likes weed likes that show. Oh, yeah. So like it's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They all did like five minutes of stand up. Tina wasn't there. Oh, whatever his what, name is. So what did they do? Uh, they So they all did uh, stand up um, and then they sang a couple songs, um, which I wanted them to do. So more it wasn't songs. like an episode of Bob's Burgers. It was just the no. cast of Bob's Burgers does some other shit. Yes. Okay. And Bob's Burgers songs. Okay. All right. And like anytime Linda goes from like talking mm-hmm. in his normal voice to mm-hmm. like talking in Linda's voice is yeah. like, so he did that during his stand up. Yeah, he's really cute, right? Like, yes. He's yeah. gay and cute and had a shirt, like a Jersey that said 69 on the front. Great. So what more do you need? To 69 him. To 69 <laughs> him and for him to come with Linda's scream. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. This has been Gage. A special thank you, as always, to Charlie Finn for the use of our theme music. And thank you to the dogs and cats or any other animals, but mostly the dogs of the world that help make queer people and everyone a little bit happier. Yeah. And a special thank you to whoever the translator was on doggay.net, because that's <laughs> clearly not an English is your first language situation. But you know what I want to say to the translator? Hmm. Gay dog, it is okay. Gay dog, this is okay. Gay dog, this is okay. Men are not ashamed because gay dog, this is okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that person just needs to know that. Great, that's it. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Probably. Woof, woof, woof. That's Reynolds. Bye. And hear me. I will sing Hey And by the way Do you hear What your words bring Oh P.S. I'm gay That's a Rottweiler doggy styling a dude